What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I am Mike. With me is Kev, Josh, and Liz. The Hounds got a dominating 4-1 to win over the lights this weekend, and now all attention turns towards the Columbus crew on Wednesday. Let's go! <laughs> Trying something new. Okay. Trying something new. Beautiful. <laughs> so pretty. Yeah. You know, got to mix it up every so often. Kids, how we doing? Liz, Tired. welcome back to the show. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. You've been busy? Always. <laughs> <laughs> how was uh, How was the wedding this weekend? It was great. Um, it's at the Roxian. I don't know if you've been there for show or if anyone's been there for shows, um, but so... You got to sit up in the higher part and watch them get married on the stage. And then dinner was on the main floor. And then you had danced in the pit. And um, eventually we got up on stage with the DJ. It was really pretty. Yeah, it was weird to actually be on the stage being like, I've watched like Bad Religion and Anti-Flag and the Interrupters here. And like just being on the same stage. That that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Kev, what, uh, what were you up to this weekend? Nothing. We can move on. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's move on. Kevin's just like, pass. Yeah, pass. So that's what I should start saying. No, literally, not just very normal, bland weekend. Nothing. Villa didn't ruin your weekend at all? No, I was. they played really well. Um, you know, Villa, Villa looked good. Um, I mean, I still, you know, yeah, I still think you should have got a red card when uh, Ming. I still like, haven't seen it. Yeah. Karate kicked uh, Gakpo in the chest, but. Mm -hmm. um, but I was the, the backstory is I was all pumped because Villa was playing Liverpool this weekend. Um, if Liverpool needed to win, not entirely, but to keep Champions League hopes uh, in their hands and Villa needed to get something to try to get Europe. And uh, so Kev, I texted you right before the game started. I was like, good luck. Um, but I failed to mention to him that Friday out of nowhere, we just stopped having water. And I was like, oh, that's. That's a fun thing. Okay. Oh, that's great. So, what do you uh, do as your first in instinct when that happens? To me, thing, I go to Target and I get like distilled water like crazy. So, we already have like we have distilled water on hand oh, for okay. like drinking water. Our biggest concern is like toilets because we just can't flush toilets. And so, um, we, I mean, you're out there in the country. You guys I, are just, you do you stuff. Have trees right? are fine. <laughs> I know. I, they yes. also have bears. Yeah, that's yes. fine. Yes. Lit, yeah, all true. Just um, clap. <laughs> no i mean we literally like you know there's a couple streams we'll go fill up some buckets of water and it's just it's more of an annoyance than anything else and so we finally got we had a plumber come out friday and he looked at it he he was literally like i i have no idea and i was like oh that's that's so comforting thank you so that's, much it's terrible um and so we we were able to get a hold of a guy who actually does like wells like he he digs wells and installs wells and so he came out Saturday morning um, and they showed up right before the game started. So I had like the game on, but I was also outside, like looking at the well and trying to figure stuff out with this guy. So I missed all of the first half. Um, <laughs> so was it the I, pump? I had a, what's that? Was it the pump? It was, it was the pump. Yes. The, the, the electricity pump. running to the pump. We pulled the pump all the way out. And at the very bottom, the power cord running to it had like split in half. So there was just no power running to the pump. And I was like, that's... Oh, but that's like a 
better fix than it could be. Oh, it was it? Yeah, they fixed it. We have water again, so that's great. Um, but uh, yeah, it was super comforting that you know, a hundred feet down, oh, an electrical wire just split in half. Like, no, no reason. Just yeah, no big deal. Um, I want to try that at like one of my next meetings. And when they ask me about something, I should be like, I don't know. Like I, just, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you. I, I have no idea. I've done that in IT many of times. Walk up to the desk and they're like, it won't work. And like, what's what's wrong? I'm just like click on things. Like, oh yeah, it doesn't work. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had a whole rant here that I was gonna to gonna go on. I'll just bring it up. Uh, it's related to the Premier League. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, City won again. I think this is what their fifth win in seven years, something like that. Um, the whole guard of honor thing that they do at these games is so stupid. So City won while they weren't even playing. They won because Arsenal lost. And so when City played Chelsea, Chelsea lined up on either side of the tunnel and clapped City as they walked out. And I'm like, but the same thing happened for Barcelona when they won recently. And I'm like, this seems to be a thing. And it is so stupid. Like, Has it always been a thing in EPL? I, I don't know. We're never near the top of the... So I've never actually <laughs> watched that part of it. Um, so I'm just confused. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. All right. Well, traditions are stupid. It's yeah. so stupid. Like, <laughs> like, Chelsea had nothing to do with it. Like, what did Chelsea do to have to deserve to stand there and clap City as they walk onto the field? It's they just, didn't spend as much money. Clearly. Yeah. And that's their fault. I sent you the I sent you guys the image. What uh, city had over five hundred million sitting on their yeah. bench this weekend? Like, yeah, that's insane. Anyway, still salty um, about Grealish. I see. <laughs> it's okay. Like one hundred seventeen million. Like it's insane. But anyway, um, it looks like you know almost all of our teams have something to play for heading into the last weekend, which is kind of fun. I mean, you have something to play for, Josh. Yeah, yeah you life. could say that. You do have you something to that. play for. Um, you know, thank you, uh, Newcastle, for not you know third place Newcastle for not being able to get a single goal against Leicester. What are they? Fourteenth place, something like that. No, they're farther than that. I can't yeah. remember. But it, yeah, just thanks a lot. Thanks. But hey, it's like it's in your hands, right? Like if Everton win. Well, that's not up. good. It's <laughs> 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 funny. Kev, you're you're relying on uh, Liz and Fulham to get something out of Man U so that, you know, Liverpool can make Champions League. I mean, I, at this point, it's highly unlikely. I, I, United have to lose both of their last games and Liverpool have to win. And it's just, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I think I'm just having fun at this point. Best yeah. place to be. Top 10, man. Like, yeah. yeah. It's been a great season to watch. It's nice to see that a lot of the uh, players that have come up from the championship have done very well this year, especially Mitrovic. I mean, last year was just, or not two years ago, was just abysmal. And then, like, it was really rough, and you didn't know if he was going to make it in Premier League. And this season, They've just continued to mesh, and I like that they brought a lot of the players up with them. I think it's nice to see that. Yeah. I like him as a striker. He's yeah. good. He's just like a person that's going to fight for everything. Like, you want to play alongside him. I, yeah, scores goals. I used to hate the middle of the table. Because you're like, yeah, there's nothing really going on. <laughs> Never thought I'd say this, but I missed the middle of the table. It's like a non-eventful season would be nice at this point. Yeah, Josh. What do you? I mean, what do you legitimately put your odds at? at like, I, uh, I think they're going to pull it off. Actually, I, I really do. But it's just 
every year, like two years in a row now, being like, oh, God, don't go under. Like, their stadium's <laughs> almost done. They're almost, <laughs> like, in this beautiful new stadium. I got a feeling, like, once they're done building that, they'll have money again to actually buy players that, you know, don't get injured all the time. Um <laughs> <laughs> and put our whole league and our whole future in jeopardy. So, like, it, we're we're almost there. Just gotta like last another season probably, and we'll be at that new stadium. Yeah, Chelsea's gonna have to have a fire sale, so you might get a lot of players at a discount rate here. Uh, we can't season. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. And then uh, what? It's gonna be me versus Laura Ellen and and Justin. Villa versus Brighton. Villa, if Villa win, they they basically have their destiny in their hands. If they win, they keep Spurs out of European spots, and they get a European spot. Ooh. I think Brighton has a European spot locked up. I didn't know huge. that. Yeah. So you're fighting for that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like Europa Conference League. Like it's not the Europa League, but it's still Europe. Which, considering that we were in the bottom three earlier this season, like woo. So that's cool. I don't know if you guys been following uh, the. What do you call it? Uh, Ted Lasso show. Mm-hmm. But the, his his comment about Brighton and Hove Albion being like playing against a law firm now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the most recent one. episode just like shot after shot uh, uh, at the Super League was was great. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, as uh, as JF says, though, let's go hounds. There's a there's a subtle transition for us. Let's talk about the hounds, guys. The Hounds played Vegas. Vegas came to town this past Saturday, a commanding four to one clinic. I mean, really. And I think the the brightest spot or one of the brightest spots is the fact that we got four goals and uh, Chico didn't get any of them, which, you know, I would not have put money on before that. We got two goals from Kizza, one from Ordonez and one from Griffin. Uh, low key, Griffin should have three goals in four games, which is kind of insane i i would have not had like all things aside i know we talk about him a lot i was not expecting three goals in four games so like i I was expecting more holding mid kind of thing um kev give me a takeaway from this one uh josh were you about to say something oh yeah i was just gonna say oh yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) the most important part of the show we've been doing this for how many years and every single week i screw that up so yeah, it's because every week it's just you know we're we're on the fly, we're improvising. Here. I mean, fair, you're the not first, you the first couple. <laughs> to be fair, the first couple of years we were doing the show, we didn't have very many of those. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I mean, for for this game, yeah, I, I think okay. So this is absolutely not the main point and not the main takeaway. Uh, but you mentioned the goal scorers there. I'm a little annoyed that Ordonez scores in this game when we didn't need him to. Like, like <laughs> I, you know, I I want the we score from a corner from our, from our center back in a game where we have like we we're not firing, you know, up front. Everyone's off, and then we need a goal from somewhere. We get a corner, and then the big center back comes up and heads it. Like that's what I and it always feels like kind of a waste. Like when. I don't know. I'm a firm, but like you get, you only get a certain number of goals a season. And like, I, like, let's not waste it <laughs> when we're already two nil up and playing really well against Vegas. I'm, I'm. Sl- you have some is- weird feelings about soccer, Kevin. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you know what I want to see? I want to see the hound struggle for 83 minutes, and then we get across, and it's going to be amazing. Why do you yeah. waste? Kev. You know me so well. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay for him to score multiple times. He can do this again. 
It's okay if we don't have a struggle bus game. That's fine. <laughs> this is the nice counterbalance that's needed to what I just said. Yes, no, for, for sure. But no, I, I mean, it, yeah, great game. I, I struggle to point out anyone that, uh, that had a bad game. I know at the beginning of the season um, with different personnel and with different like shapes, maybe like different formations, um i remember saying i think josh you might have said it too i don't want to put words in your mouth but um pro- like I, I at the beginning of the season i think our weakest part of the team were our fullbacks and now i think blackstock and failing had incredible gains this game um both of them were really threatening throughout the entire game in an attacking sense um I, and and yeah i mean they, they've kind of locked down those two positions i never would have thought that they belong in those positions. I you know would have thought that their positions are elsewhere, but it works for them. Um, I, I think Lily's kind of solving problems and finding solu- like yeah, finding places for players that might not seem obvious. I think Griffin is another example. Mike, like you said before, you know, last season Griffin is deeper and more defensive. Now he's higher up the field, and I think it suits him. I mean, like he contributes to this energy that Dequa leads by example with and you know yeah to have Griffin behind chasing down as well and and having Forbes and Etu two players with incredible vision and reading of the game who can like see what's happening in front of them and then you know step in and and work on the play so no it was it was a great game it was a really good performance good performances all around from all the players. Um, the only small stain on it is we get to not get a shutout, you know, for, it felt like it, this was, you know, we shut out would have been nice, really, really nice here. Um, and I'm not, I'm not really blaming too many other people because like, what can you do when you take a long shot and you get a wicked deflection and it goes in, it's like, okay, it's one of those unfortunate things, but um, yeah, would really want to see a shutout soon. Liz, what do you think? And so watching the first 20 minutes, I think we got a little bit lucky that they couldn't put it on frame. Um, a lot of shots went wide. I think they like lights had quite a few chances. And if one or two of those had gone in in the first 20 minutes, I don't know if we would have had the composure that we did the rest of the game. But other than that first like 15, 20 minutes, I think it was a great game. I mean, I really liked what I saw, especially – at two cleaning up passes that were going just a little bit off or a little bit wide. Like he got down and he did, he did slides to pass it to the next person to get the ball back in frame. Um, I do think that we, when we reset, we reset kind of far back from my liking. It makes me a little uh, nervous, but that might be, you know, just past seasons of not seeing a cohesive team. It worked for him this time, but I'm worried about that. That's fair. Josh thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I actually wouldn't say this was the best we've played um, this season, uh, even though uh, this is, I honestly, this is more about Vegas being not great, uh, at least during this game. I know they've gotten results with how many away games they had. I know they haven't won a game yet, but at the same time, they've played so many away games and like they've gotten a lot of draws. So it's kind of, you know, that's what you need to do. And when they've played mostly on the road so far, you can't really expect them to be doing all that great. But uh they did not look good this game. At the very beginning, I was actually thinking, uh, Kevin, you've made the comment before, like they get a yellow card within the first two minutes. And it's because they had a <laughs> reckless challenge because they couldn't control the ball and they lost it. And they, instead of, you know, they're trying to chase the game. And so they just went in and had a bad challenge. It wasn't as bad as 
it looked at in real you know time. But still, that that's just showing you that they were chasing the game the whole time. Um, and then also one thing that comes into mind that I'm trying to do all the negatives first, you know, <laughs> get those. Um, it, I uh, was it Dequa in the I think it was before the first goal. You had like a one on one opportunity. They almost had like a when playing it out of the back goes wrong moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Vegas did. And Dequa had the ball one on one with the keeper and he just couldn't trap the ball that kind of just landed right in front of them. And the keeper ended up just sliding in and getting it before he could even get a shot off. But that was that could have been the, the goal right there for him uh, this game. I uh, don't think you get much better of an opportunity from a mistake from the other team. Agreed. Yeah, Dequa had another one a little bit later, too, where he he it was trademark Dequa, sort of ball over the top. He controlled it, took it in and just put it a little bit high. I mean, I think the keeper ended up knocking it over the bar, but he had his chances. It's it's not like. You know, he went missing in this game for sure uh, at all. Yeah. Um, I think Forbes had one of his best games that he's had in a while, though. Yeah. Like, honestly, he he had much more control. He seemed um, much more calm with his passes. I know there was like there was one mistake where like it yeah. got past him or he, you know, tripped on top of the ball. Yeah. But overall, even his crosses, like his crosses were better than they've been in a hot minute. Um, that was really nice to see just him have, it felt like he was composed in this game. And I'm not sure what changed, um, but it was, it was definitely a different Forbes for me. Was it the second goal, uh, the second Kizza goal that like, even though failing is the one who like shot it over to uh, Kizza, if it wasn't for the ball like the, from Forbes. The pass right before, before the pass. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the hockey assist, I believe uh, the term yeah. got thrown around. Um, yeah, he had a great game. I agree. He also, you know, I was a little bit worried because we've gotten used to Mertz being on set pieces and corners and it was Kenny who sent in the corner for Ordonez's goal. So yeah, good shot there, Liz. Um, I was a little bit bummed. Well, a couple things. One, my, my score prediction was two nothing. So when it got to two nothing so quickly, I was like, okay, let's not make it a bloodbath. <laughs> Stop like, the count. This is good. <laughs> We're solid. Rest the guys for Wednesday. No big deal. And then it just kept coming. Um, and actually I think it was Kenny. Did Kenny get the assist on Griffin's goal too? Um, might have been the case but anyway regardless um i was like this is a perfect opportunity for showing me to get on the board and then like the second i was like do it he did it but it turned out that kizza was offsides and so it was a no goal so really hope that even that though at least keeps the confidence going and 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 gets he put it in he he put it forward right (laughs) (laughs) exactly it happened for danny i mean you know he put that one in it got called off for no reason whatsoever um and then the next game he scores again so again i said the only downside to that was it wasn't in front of the steel army so he couldn't do the leap again like he did last week right yeah yeah speaking of that kizza his first goal he ran right to the steel army did the you know signature ears closed, which yep. kind of looks weird when you're doing it in front of your own fans, but it's his you know celebration that is like he's he's known for, so it's okay. I think he might have actually put his hand behind his ears did towards he? us. Okay. Yes. I don't think he plugged them. He did. So he. I saw that on the he second. He switched goal. it up. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Okay. He's versatile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. The man knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, I my statement. <laughs> one of the other things that I noticed and. Um, and I noticed it maybe it was last week or two weeks ago. I'm starting to think that one of Lily's like secret weapons, like really throw the other team off is Dos Santos at center back, 
because Kev, you mentioned Blackstock, the way those two work together. And there was a moment where Blackstock was like on the edge of the 18 and out of nowhere, you see Dos Santos making a run around them. There are no other center backs in the league that are making that run. Yeah. So if you're trying to like man up and mark people to know that you have what Ordonez and Hogan behind you and Dos Santos can just tear up the field. And even if the ball doesn't go to him, he is there as an outlet drawing guys away from Blackstock. Keep an eye on that. Yeah, he, he's really turned his season around by the position that he's in. I thought he was he was vulnerable and struggling when he was the left back when we were playing four defenders. But now if he's part of a kind of a three center back unit and he has black stock next to him, yeah, no, I think he's he's been playing really well. Yeah. It's tough because I think, you know, earlier this season, I think we were talking about Rovi and Biasi and how like standout wingers and neither one of them, I mean, I know Rovi's been hurt, but like neither one of them got on the field. No, wait, Biasi came in late. It didn't no, start. He didn't. He didn't. Biasi didn't. I don't think Biasi. I don't have the game notes in front of me. I was thinking he did because he was in the, uh, the release video for the new kit, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but yeah, Laser and and uh, Blackstock have those positions somewhat locked down now. So it'll be interesting to see what team Lily goes with here on Wednesday and then against Loudon this weekend. To stay on the topic a little bit, I mean, I, you know, the subs that we brought on, great. You know, Mertz, Ibarra, you know, Sweatsloot showing me. I mean, it, it's great. Uh, you know, if we can just stay away from injuries and... You know we've we've really good depth here, and it gives it gives Lily a bunch of tools to to play with with changing you know systems around, which he loves doing. I know Rovi is practicing with the team again, and mm-hmm. he should be coming back here soon. Um, but on the subject of the subs, too late for my taste with the Open Cup coming up. I was kind of hoping like once we were up by two goals, being like, all right, halftime switch. Let's get a whole bunch of you know. Scrubs on there, let the rest of the guys that we need, you know, rest it up for the Open Cup game. I'm not saying it, it was that scrubs. much better. Call him <laughs> Robbie Mertz a scrub. I wasn't thinking Robbie Mertz, but okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just in general, you know, the, the bench players, the, the B team, uh, get them kind of some minutes there. It would have been nice to to start resting players earlier, I thought, with a, a two-goal lead and not feeling too worried about the game at that point as far as how we were playing versus them. I will say it's a positive that Lily was thinking that there was an interview that he did with Matt Grubba that the Hounds posted online um, leading up to the game. And he specifically called out like, we're going to, we're really focusing on this being two games, not just one. And, you know, we're going to make sure that we keep the guy's legs fresh for Wednesday. And so in, in previous years, and even this year, I think we've questioned how seriously we take the open cup. And I think it's clear that at least with an MLS team coming to town, Lily's taking it pretty seriously. So yeah. I want to disagree with your statement because I think that it was a cooler evening. Hmm. It wasn't an incredibly physical game where people were. Josh's statement. Yeah. yeah. Josh's statement. Josh is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, like the lights weren't coming out trying to knock our lights out. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the hits weren't heavy. And if you're gelling and you're meshing, I mean, like Kevin said, the people that we're bringing on as subs, they also have their own play style together and they're used to each other. So unless you're going to do a full switch out, I mean, let them have some fun. Let them keep succeeding. And you have you have a rotation for Columbus. 
and these guys can sit for those first 45 minutes at least. I think I think this was the right choice to give everyone more minutes when they're doing really well and having a lot of fun at home. You could also tell that that Lily left Kizza on a little bit longer to give him a shot at the hat trick. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's why. I honestly, I don't, I don't think yeah. that thought ever. Lily would never. No, he, that that thought would never cross Lily's mind. Uh, you know, we've seen that with uh, oh, who almost got the all time minutes. I want to say Golden Glove. It was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one year. Um, I can't remember who it was, but it almost got the golden glove. And Kyle Morton? Yeah, Morton. That's right. And if, like, no. if Bob would have left him in one more game or something like that, he would have gotten it. It was like, nah. It was like 10 minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, kid. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, what else from this game, guys? This just felt like it felt like a professional win from start to finish. Like we just didn't let them in the game from the first minute and we just held on to it. And just, this is the kind of performance you love to see at home. I know the lights are like one of the worst teams in the league. I get it, but you got to take you care can, of business. You can take the art. I like what the, the commentators from when I was listening to the game. Okay. They make the point of like, they haven't won, but they have drawn against some pretty good teams away. So right. like, okay, you can take that angle about it. Um, so to put four goals past them still is, is really good. Um, I want to make a note about how I think we're doing a lot better getting players in the box. Yes. Like earlier in the season, Cross would come in and it's Dequa kind of by himself fighting for a header or something. And, you know, I, I, I made a note to, to watch the highlights and kind of count play, like how many players we have four players pretty regularly all kind of crashing the net when, when a cross comes in. Um, and that's, you know, we get what one, two, at least two, if not three, arguably even four goals <laughs> off of, off of just getting player. I mean, Griffin gets his goal by kind of some ricochets. Um, okay, but he's the there. He yeah, was there. Exactly. Kizzle was there too. Yeah. Yeah. So the corner, the, you know, corner's a corner and, you know, but I mean, yeah, I so, didn't hear Bob yell higher once, so they're <laughs> finally listening. People have to pick a new catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I tweeted out the same thing. I think it was on Kizza's second goal where he came in for the header, where the cross goes in and it was four bodies in the box. And that's something we've been talking about for years. It's just there'd be crosses to no one. So, yeah, something sure, is crosses. I mean, you can't, you can't really as a forward um, wait to see like where the cross is going you kind of have to just pick your spot and mm -hmm. hope that you've played enough with the other player to know where that ball is likely to be delivered and just run to that spot and so it you know with with, with crosses coming in on some level it kind of becomes a numbers game with just like okay if we can put more people in dangerous areas our probability of scoring goes up well, and especially too, if, if, you know, in this league, you'd like to think that crosses are put exactly where players want them to go. But if you know that you always have a guy going front post, back post, top of the T or top of the six, you got a better chance of it. Even if you flub it a little bit, somebody's going to be there to do something with it. Yeah. So yeah, agreed. Uh, something to note, uh, this was the first time Danny Griffin has been subbed out of a game since October 16th, 2021. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's played every minute of every game since he's been a hound. And he's like, slipping. Yeah, he got <laughs> subbed out. 
<laughs> subbed out this game. Just saying. There goes his streak. Yeah. Granted, he missed half the season because he wasn't playing for us. But every game he's been a hound, he's played every minute wow. since October yeah, 2021. Other, I, I, I don't know if we could call this a streak. I feel like it's a streak. This was another um, sellout crowd at Highmark Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is what, four or five in a row now? Yep, 5,100, I think they said. Yeah, Something which is insane. I mean, just a few seasons ago, we were talking about like, when do the Hounds start thinking about expanding seating? You know, are we ever actually going to sell out? And Kev, I, I think your point was always what, if we, if we're consistently at three quarter capacity, then you think about expanding. Yeah. If this keeps up, I mean, this is early season. We typically see some of this, you know, you get into June and July, but I guaranteed the game on Wednesday is going to be a sellout as well. So be chaos. It's I think they already announced it. Or no, they have not announced it. That's right. That was the game they announced it. Right away. Last week when we when we were looking at ticket sales, I think that uh, Steve said that there were something like 200 standing room only tickets left, like as of last Wednesday or last Monday. So like, yeah, they're they're out. Um, yeah, yeah, I I mean, it's it's weird that my mind goes to these places, but like I, I would almost take us finishing like seventh if we have like consistent sellouts for the entire season, because I think to me that points to a healthier trajectory of the club, not just the team in Pittsburgh. You know, if we can regularly sell out home games. Once Luckily, again, to Liz's not... point, you're wishing worse <laughs> for know. the team. Yeah. I, know, I know, I know. Luckily, it's not one or the other. We yeah. can't have both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, one would argue if you get one, you're encouraging the other. <laughs> yes, so. yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this summer is going to be a, a test, right? So June, July, and August all have three games apiece. So can we sell out? If we sell out two of those three games each month, I'll be a happy camper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, three would be great, but that's I mean, nine games in three months yeah. is a that's a tall that's a tall order. I'm worried about fatigue. I'm worried about people being like, "Oh, there's <laughs> another game game this week." <laughs> oh, this isn't baseball, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking you meant fatigue for the players. You're talking about fan fatigue, where it's yeah, just like, fatigue, yeah, man. like obviously players as well. Yes, or but maybe we're lucky in that sense because people keep going to the Pirates games as long as the ticket prices are reasonable. Yeah. Our ticket prices are reasonable, so maybe they just want to keep showing up. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah, it will be interesting, uh, no doubt. Guys, any other uh, thoughts on this one before we move on to? We got two games to talk about here coming up. I do still think we need to work on our passing. We go, we go high a little bit too much. We need to keep it on the ground. We need to make the connections. I don't know what our percentages for connection. I didn't see, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like seventy percent or something. Or I don't know what's good or bad. Anyways, I think we need better connections. Um, we the lost. Test. The, yeah, we lost the ball a lot. Um, and we got it back. You know what I mean? Like we didn't let him take an opportunity off of it, but um, that was frustrating to see on an otherwise like remarkable game on a number of ends. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, if you, if you believe in Google's numbers, uh, <laughs> Riverhounds had 74% pass accuracy in this game. Oh, it wasn't which is far off. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I would say pretty average, but I mean, I still think like Michael, you, you know, commented about Liz, your, your point of like, I think the eye test kind of matters more for that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Great. 
Well, in terms of uh, how we all predicted this game, I think almost all of us predicted the Hounds win. Only one, Tim Regis Jr., got the score prediction spot on. So good on you for calling a 4-1 to one win. Nice. In terms of the standings, Kev is still at the top with 12 points. This is the problem when we all pick the correct result. Everyone just sort of <laughs> stay. You get you get another point, but you, you know, kind of stay where you are. Um, but Tim Regis Jr. is just off of this list. I think has eight points as well. Uh, but Kev, you're at 12. Dan Yost moves up at 10, with 10 points. Laura Allen has nine. And then Devin Pale, Keaton Liebengood, and Michael Finn all have eight. So it is there for the taking for sure. We got two games this week. Uh, you get your score prediction in for Columbus starting tomorrow morning or when, whenever you're listening to this, you know, now. Uh, and then we have the Loudon game coming up as well. So this could swing wildly come next Monday. Um because, you know, we can all just sort of hope and pray that Kev is wrong and, uh, and someone <laughs> overtakes him. Um, yeah. So, as always, make sure that you uh, follow us on Twitter over on YouTube. Uh, YouTube is where you can post the comment to the post with your score prediction. Winner gets two free season tickets next year, which who knows what that's going to look like. Could be in short supply. Yeah. They could be in short yeah. supply. Yeah. At the sellouts. Exactly. So, uh, so, yeah, make sure you check it out. Guys, the, the big game. Columbus comes to town this Wednesday. The the big news, which had no idea this was coming, so good on the Hounds. I I said all offseason surprised me, and this totally surprised me. I was watching the game, and at halftime, out of nowhere, there's a commercial that's highlighting our new third kits, which I no idea it was coming. Looks super professional, especially compared to some of the other you know ads that other teams put out there. The kits looked amazing. They picked the right players. Like like Ibarra and Dos Santos look like they like they've been acting for years and like they, they had the right feel for. Biasi was good. I'm not. You know, he was, he was good. He's all right. He was good. Ibarra looked like he was gonna like reach through the screen and knock me out. And yeah, it just and Dos Santos has some swagger to him. Um, the kids look great. I mean, let's let's just talk about the kids for a second. You know, Kev, did you I see like the them. kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're cool. I mean, I don't. I I think you play a dangerous game where you really kind of have two choices when you release a kit. One, you can go very unusual and unique, which is either a huge payoff or it looks terrible. Um, otherwise <laughs> you're doing minor modifications to stuff that you've done in the past. I think that's what they did here. I think it's, I think it's fine. I think it looks good. It's clean. I like clean kind of organized, good color selection. That's what this is. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Liz, what do you think? I think that they asked for a whiteout so they can sell more of the new kit. That's what I <laughs> What? I mean, I know. I like it. It's pretty. I really like it. Um, I'm glad that my custom kit is already white, so I don't have to buy another kit. But I'm still sort of thinking about it. I So it's, it's nice in the summer. You wear a light-colored kit. Life is much easier. I told you guys before the show started that I was bummed that it's a whiteout because I really don't wear anything that's white. And just buy a new kit. That did cross my mind. Like, um, I, I literally just told my wife that I was like, I don't really wear kits. Like, I, I, I get in this thing where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I should get that, and then it just sits in a drawer because there's just something about the, the cut and the feel. It's just I'm almost cotton, like a hundred percent. Josh, what was your take on them? I'm in the same boat as you. I don't wear. Uh jerseys that much so it's just like i don't know if i really want to but i do think it looks nice i i'm a little bit worried i mentioned this pretty much everywhere now but i i feel like the yellow on white just is so subtle that it's just gonna look like a white kit on 
uh, broadcasts. Like you're not going to be able to tell there's a design on there at all. You have to get super close to even, you know, tell it's there, which has its merits on its own. But I don't think that's good for the camera. I kind of wish there was a little bit of black outline there, maybe or maybe in like a double line where it's like a yellow line and like a black line behind it. Kind of like overlapping a little bit would be kind of cool. Something unique so, like that. So their home jersey. But like subtle, like not like okay. thick, you know, not the same design, but just like a little bit of black in there. Gotcha. Um, just so you can actually see the yellow, make it pop a little bit more. Gotcha. Um, something like that. But yeah, it, it does look nice. Uh, I They did the thing again where they only have the design on like on the front panel where like the back doesn't have it. The sleeves don't have it. So kind of that's another little thing. I feel like that's just an Adidas thing, maybe like yeah. I, I've noticed that with a lot of others. Um, but overall, it looks really cool. I've actually like thought about getting that one because Liz has a custom jersey. I was like, I don't have any custom jerseys. I always just like don't put a name on the back of it. I'm like, when wonder if I should do something on this. We need one. help, though, because like so I'm your drunk mom, mm-hmm. right? Josh, he's not your disappointed dad, but he's just not as much fun as your drunk mom. So I need a downer need... name. It's what yeah, she's trying to like, say. Ah, it's really hard. You only have so many characters. Yeah, Everton fan. Just yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> just disappointed. Laser fan club. All right there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Number one fan. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if anybody has any thoughts as to, as to what Josh should put on the back of his jersey, let us know because this could be fun. Oh yeah. boy, <laughs> <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. Here we yeah. go. Um, but yes, Josh, as we mentioned, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, the worst ones are coming now. Okay, that's good. <laughs> you hope. Um, but yeah, the Hounds did call for a whiteout. So if you're heading down to Highmark on Wednesday, try to wear white, just to you know sort of make a. Make a statement, make a scene, um, make it look good on camera, and uh, I will pull out some white from somewhere. Guys, Columbus just lost this weekend to the now league-leading Cincy 3-2. to two, So just oh, When did that happen? That yeah, hurts. I, uh, not, yeah. not Columbus losing. Double like, pain. It's just the fact that Cincy's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I was thinking back to um, – well, never mind. I, the, when Cincy was in our league, just how much I hated them, and they felt sort of like the Man City, where it was just spend, 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 spend. And anyway, that's a whole other thing. Columbus currently sit eighth in the East. They're averaging one point three eight points per game. They have one win, one draw, and four losses away this year. So not particularly the best road team. Josh, hopefully this isn't cutting too deep for you guys because I know that you're crew fans. Um, they're giving up 1.3 goals per game while scoring 1.9 goals per game. So keep that in context when we're doing our predictions. And they travel to Nashville on Sunday. Josh, Liz, you guys are our crew fans. What can you tell us about this team? What are your thoughts going into this one? I know you're not really conflicted. You're you're hoping the home team wins in this one. But what do you think? unsave the grip. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is like burn it down. I'm over it. <laughs> like the big thing for me is they they only use I think two subs against Cincy 
And like, I don't know. I feel like they're taking this game more seriously than I want them to be taking this game. Mm. I was kind of hoping they'll be like, oh, hell is reals coming. Like they just got done playing that game. So like they're going to give it all and like really, you know, try to beat Cincy and just not leave anything, any gas in the tank for the open cup. But it doesn't look like that's the case. So I'm not feeling as good about that. Um, but this isn't a great year for them. So anything's possible. But even when not a great year for an MLS team. They're still spending way more money than we are on players. And so it's it's still going to be data versus Goliath no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Now it, when I'm kind of annoyed that the preseason game was closed, like completely closed. Like we just didn't get to true. see, you know, like I know that we like we lost that one, but you didn't get to see like how competitive was it? How close were we? Um, I think we're going to get the, the problem is I, Columbus is faster than us. I think that Columbus is much faster than us. And so if we aren't completing those passes and we aren't making sure that they don't grab the ball, especially on the middle, if we reset over the halfway mark and we don't complete that pass, we are going to get punished. And that's my concern. Hopefully we'll see playing on a smaller turf field can somewhat play to our advantage. Sure. Um, oh, look, I, that's what I thought too. But like, I, I don't know off the top of my head when we say smaller, are we talking like that much? <laughs> like, like, Kevin, Kevin's it, gesturing like six inches. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like when it plays to our advantage, I'm like, oh, yeah, it matters. And then when it, <laughs> when it potentially, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's not only like that the our field is, is smaller, but I feel like it also just feels a lot smaller to teams. Like the it's yeah. c- closed in, confined, like our stands are a lot closer to mm-hmm. the field than a lot of other stadiums. So it, like yeah. even if it's not as much smaller as everyone thinks it is, it feels yeah. more like closed in. And I feel like that's also why when you have a packed stadium at Highmark, it feels so good because like that is like right on top of the field yeah. and it's definitely more in their face than at some of these other stadiums, especially like 30 K stadiums and you know, that kind of stuff where everyone's so far away. It's just like, eh, yeah, it's a full stadium, but you don't really have to like see them in your periphery as much while you're going down the sides. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely with like us being so close to the keepers, like that's why so many of them end up turning around and they do little waves. Like, you can hear the bizarre <laughs> shit that we're saying <laughs> all the time. And we will pick something dumb. And the second you twitch and we're like, oh, he doesn't like is. blue shoes. That's all we're talking about. So to your I, point, it does make a difference. There was a there was a player I remember in against Vegas where they went to take a throw in and somebody was on the sidelines talking to him and you could see him responding to them. Like <laughs> they, it was it was a woman that was like saying something and she was like leaning around him and you could see his mouth moving like acknowledging <laughs> that she was there and saying something back to her. So uh, there was some little kid with a uh, Venezuela and he just had it like right. Uh, like right at the other guy's face <laughs> as he's like doing a throw in or might have been a free kick. I can't remember which one. It, it was so funny. I wish I would have screenshot that. I was watching the game at work and I just turned over. And I looked at the game and I see this little kid just like blown a Venezuela <laughs> right at the guy's face. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> Josh, do you guys expect uh traveling crew fans to show up for this one yeah so they actually did a bus um they've been doing signups for the the noron tour is the name of the nordeca so the noron tour bus and uh they i think they sold out this morning so they have like all the people they can fit on a bus coming in i'm expecting probably over 100 supporters coming i mean it's a 
Nice. Closest game they're probably having other yeah. than how far away is Cincy from Columbus? I don't even know. But I feel it's, like it's, it's comparable. It's shorter. Yeah. 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 So like this is going to be one of the closest games they can get to for away support. So uh, it's going to be pretty big for them. Uh, <laughs> kudos on them. They did one cool thing. Their their bus tickets included uh, the ticket price, the bus, and then also Permani Brothers. Like, nice. <laughs> like tailgate spot or uh not sponsored but uh catered by permani brothers I'm like well, you know what you're coming to pittsburgh do the full package <laughs> get permani awesome. brothers at tailgate that's pretty smart um one thing uh before we get to predictions here just to if you're planning on going to the game and you have not already purchased a ticket for the main parking lot uh you you're can't. gonna have to park somewhere else uh because yeah. they have sold out um, that was one of those things that as I was ordering my ticket, they were like, do you want a parking pass? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And now I'm like, oh, great. Cool. So, yes, <laughs> um, it's going to be packed. So, yeah. And if, if that is the case, you can still park in another parking yeah. lot like the one on the other side of the, the stadium or the parking garage there. And then walk over to our tailgate. Like we'll have, you know, plenty of space available for people to hang out. Um, we're expecting people to start showing up around. Some people noon, like most people I think are going to be closer to like two to four p.m. like a normal uh, away game or a normal weekend game. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be fun. I got to wait till kids get off the bus. So the earliest I can leave here is four, and I'm hoping with rush hour we're there by five thirty. But we'll see. Oh, I hear um, your kids coughing. They I sound know, right? dumb. <laughs> they sound like they're not going to make it yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> see you at two. Yes. <laughs> Guys, anything else on this game before we uh, we give some score predictions? Well, I mean, I, mean, I know go. historically uh, Columbus, they, I mean, they generally finish pretty high in the Eastern Conference, right? At the end of every- lately, yes. Like they're 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 a pretty good team uh, as of late. They've had, I mean, this team's been around for so long. It's one of the first clubs in MLS, so it's right. they've had some ups and downs over the years. But yeah, this, these in last couple years. History, right? No, wait. Yeah. That and said, so- that said, real quick, isn't Columbus with the '96? Yeah, and we were '99. So only three years later, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Kev. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I mean, I know I was just saying what someone made this point earlier. I forget, it. but yeah, I mean, they are mid-table right now in the Eastern Conference. I don't know. I mean, sometimes if you're a team that expects, you know, to have a very good season and finish close to the top of the table, and if you're mid-table and you have a midweek game and an open cup where you're really not maybe prioritizing it that much. You know, I mean, it, I took a quick glance at, against their lineup against Loudon and, and kind of compared it to more recent lineups they had in MLS games. It definitely looked like they like did full sale changes against the Loudon team. So, um, you know, will they do that against us? I don't know. Um, but, you know. Listen, not to not to plant any seeds for them, but like you don't want to put your starters out there. They could turn an ankle on the turf, ruin your seat. You're in eighth. Like you're only a few spots above very, the playoff line. Feels very, you know, like wink, wink, putting the head out I'm on someone. Just, well, <laughs> you know, no, Marky, honestly, that was my comment earlier. Was the fact that uh, the turf field that that can play a big role in a lot of players, like especially players who don't usually play on turf. There are players um, that refuse to play on turf. Yeah. So like, was it Drogba when he was playing yep. for Phoenix? Phoenix. That's right. He yeah, refused to play. On... Yeah, he's <laughs> the worst. You're right. He is the worst. But still, I, I I wonder if that will come into play here. Is it really like that different to like yeah, twist an ankle? 
it's okay. it's because there's no give on turf. Like if you if you get your cleat stuck in the turf, it's not like it's going to rip up like a piece of dirt will on right. a regular field. So like you can do some damage if you're not playing, if you're not used to playing on turf. Um, so it's you know it's a, it's harder on the legs, harder on the feet. Like it's it's definitely all in your joints. Yeah, it's way yeah it's way easier to just like plant your foot and for it to stick. So your your knees, your hips, your ankles are. Why are we? Why are we playing on turf? <laughs> Grass is expensive. You have, to, you have to keep on like watering that yeah, and, and managing it. And turf, you just lay down and be like, "Cool." And turf will hold up to multiple sports. So, like, if we want Highmark Stadium to be a, a multi-sport venue where they're yeah. playing football, they're playing lacrosse and ultimate everything, frisbee, ultimate frisbee. Yeah. Like, you don't want it to be Polo. ripped up. I think also yeah. before we had Montour Junction, like. You were yeah. doing practice. You were doing all of your practices on. Like you had to use it every single day of the week. Now, when this field reaches its end date, will we switch to grass? Mate, I mean, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible. Uh, yeah. I throw. I give fifty-fifty odds. Yeah. What's yeah. the? What is the training complex right now? What are they using? Turf. I turf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, inside it's turf. They have some grass outdoor grass speed, outdoor or speed, right. field as well. So that's good. Let's do some score predictions, Josh. I'm going to start with you. How does this game end up? I'm 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 voting with my heart here. I'm you know putting it forward. I'm not I'm not going to be trying to hedge this one. I'm saying two one Hounds. Oh man, Liz. That's what I'm going to say. Two one Hounds, but in overtime. I, did, Don't get um, extra points for that. Um, <laughs> why not? I am worried that this is going to end up going to extra time and then like potentially shootouts. And worried, like, yeah. please. Not I would be. I would be over the moon if we push Columbus to extra time. That'd be great. Listen, we beat New England in New England, who at the time were the best team in the MLS. So there's no saying we can't do this. Kev, oh, no. what are you? What are you taking then? No, I, so I, yeah, I I really think it's like a coin flip between a two-one win or a two-one loss. Um, I will take a two-one loss to balance it out. But, uh, yeah. Lame. Lame. I mean, sorry. Yeah, good job, Kev. <laughs> I am going to say a 3-2 Hounds win. Oh, God. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun one. I think that's going to be stressful. It's going to be stressful, but it's going to be nuts, and the fans are going to lose their absolute shit whenever uh, the Hounds <laughs> win. And, yeah. Well, this is a bad influence on you. She is, she is a very bad influence. Yes, this is this is very true. Um, That's true. I mean, I feel like if the Hounds win, like you, you got to believe you're crashing the field, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so easy. I, Listen, I know I, it's easy. I'm just saying I don't want. We're going to have so many new people who are going to be so excited. They people... let us on the field after the game, every game. We don't need to crash the field. We'll get on okay, there eventually. But here's the real question. If we rush the field, does Lily stop his chair? Yeah, like, All right, fine. You can have him. Or is he like, make a circle? I'm like, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm doing my thing. Yells at some little kid to you know, yeah, picking them no, up and he's just like putting them It won't them be the kids. It's going to be like all of the college kids between the ages of 23. And 30, those are the kids rushing the field. I know, but the smart move is to open the gate for the little kids so that way you can't get yelled at because the kids are also on the field. Yeah. So they're, they're your cover. You know what? Sure, because we're smart when we've been drinking since noon. We're definitely going to go that Je route. Jeff no Garner problem. is watching this right now just going, please stop. Just please like stop talking. Just end it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what we think. Let us know what you think. 
head over, follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube. The comments only count in YouTube, but the post will be there tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Tuesday, whenever you hear this. Um, go, add your score prediction. Three points if you get the score dead on. One point if you pick the right result. No points if neither. So after this game, guys, we have to face Loudon on the weekend. Um, after starting out pretty hot, it seemed like Loudon was all over the highlight videos for the first few weeks. And everyone was like, wow, Loudon are legit. They've now lost their last five games, um, including most recently a 2-0 loss to Fraudford who are currently tied for last place in the East with Detroit. So not doing too well. They are two, three and one at home, which is where they will be this Sunday, 6 PM kickoff. It is not a Saturday game. It is a Sunday game at 6 PM. The only former hound on the team is Tommy Williamson. Um, he's got two goals and 11 appearances. He was one of the ones on the highlight reels early on this season. Seems to have fallen off a little bit. How much do you know? we really think that the midweek game against the crew is going to impact how we approach this one? Kev, what are you thinking? I don't think much. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe with some personnel changes. Because I... I mean, yeah, he'll go strong against Columbus. You know, Wednesday to Sunday is a good amount of time. It, you know, Wednesday to Saturday is a little, little more difficult. We have an extra day. Um, so we're also home on Wednesday. So, like, you don't have to travel yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, and it's earlier-ish in the season. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't see the Columbus game affecting the Loudon preparation too much. Um you know, there's going to be energy and adrenaline coming off of that game. It really, either you're, you're getting it in the buildup, and even if you lose, which we won't, but, uh, you know, you'll, you'll have you'll have energy coming off of that game. So, no, I don't, I don't think I don't think there's any effect. I love how you predicted a 2-1 loss. Yeah, I was and you were just like, we're not going to lose. See, yeah. this is, I can, <laughs> I can never be wrong, right? So, <laughs> That's not how that works. You will be wrong. This is how Kevin works. I don't yeah. know if you know this. <laughs> It's not my how world. life works. <laughs> my world. You're just living in it. Right? Okay. Okay. Liz, are you at all worried about Loudon? No. I mean, technically, we will see rotation and, you know, changes. That's going to be technically true because we are playing these two games. We've known about the, you know, known about the game for two weeks now. I think that. From the moment we knew that we were going to have another game, that we we're going to play an MLS team, Lily started talking about, okay, this is how we're going to make it work over this span of games. And so the guys are already prepared. And, you know, I mean, this is one of Lily's biggest strengths is that he expects people to be able to fill in in different areas, to change formations. And so even though that we're going to have the rotation, it's nothing that's surprising to anyone. Maybe they've only practiced this one or t once or twice, but over these past two weeks, they've done it every day. And so we're going to make it happen. I honestly wouldn't be surprised too if you do see changes. It could very well be down to not even just like tired legs, but Lily looks at Loudon and, and sees X and Y weaknesses and thinks yeah. we need these players to play in these positions or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be that. It's also gonna be. I feel like depending on how the Columbus game goes, like does it go into you know overtime? Does it you know how the players look after that game? He's. I feel like it's gonna be a call after that game, and it's not gonna be really a known. Like he doesn't have a, a solid 
this is who's going to play this game. This was going to play this game. Because uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of players for the Columbus game, like a lot of rotation, just because I feel like it's going to be a, everyone gets a, a chance to go up against them and like, you know, get in there, like especially I mean, if we're losing, I got a feeling it'll be like a yeah, let everyone play <laughs> who can. <laughs> like, you mean especially when we're winning? Yeah, yes, that's also a possibility. Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, another quick thing about the uh, Open Cup game is uh, a tweet just came out that we are going to be on local television for the Open Cup. Nice. It's going to be on CBS News Pittsburgh, the CW, and CBS Sports. Uh, wow. Lazo, I don't know. And also Pluto TV, Paramount Plus, CBS News apps. Yeah. So going to be in a lot of places, but that's good to know. That's awesome. Getting on those, you know, prime, you know, what, two, four and eight or two, six and four, two, four, six, uh, whatever. KDK, CBS, TAE. I know. But I'm saying I there are people I'm specifically talking about like my parents and like in-laws that will traditionally just turn on the TV and what's ever on one of those main channels is like, oh, this is interesting. So how many more fans do you pick up just because it's on CBS, you know, when you turn it on and you're expecting 60 minutes or something else. I don't know. Um, so You're like, okay, there's family feud. What's on next? Oh, this looks like fun. Exactly. Stick around. Exactly. So um, Pittsburgh has a soccer team. That's yeah. <laughs> what. <laughs> hey, our huh? DJ knew that Pittsburgh had a soccer team at the wedding. Yeah. I tried to get him to play hook on a hooked on a feeling. I was like the local soccer team just won. And he's like, Oh, the river hounds. I was like, oh, you knew. And then nice. he didn't play my song. And so I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> he's ignored me. It's like, Oh yeah. The, the River rounds, cool, cool, cool. No. I'll, I'll get it on there, yeah. uh, and then nothing else. Nothing. Come on, man. <laughs> no name check for him either. <laughs> he was the assistant yeah. to the DJ, by the way. The DJ <laughs> was a woman. She was awesome. Um, one thing I will just say about you know this game and about Columbus, you look at Vegas, and who would have ever thought that we'd be in a position where you're bringing in Robbie Mertz and Marky Barra as like subs? And we've talked for years about. Oh, you know, do we actually have any depth? What is our depth? And I think we talked about it last week. You could make a legitimate argument for 14, 15, 16 of these guys to be starters week in and week out. And so that's a really good place to be. I think that against Columbus, you actually have a chance to bring on like fresh legs that could impact the game in ways that we just couldn't do previously. And I think that that bodes well for Loudon as well, where I do think that there are going to be some guys that maybe – you would expect to get the start in Loudon and they won't because they've just ate up a lot of minutes in Columbus, but you're going to have guys like the Danny Griffins that are just going to play pretty much every minute unless Lily drags them off the field. So um, we got yeah. really lucky. We got lucky with who we're playing before and after yeah. uh, this open cup game. Cause it is a tight schedule, but yep. I mean, playing Vegas hasn't won a game and then playing Loudon tied for last place in the East. Like it's, you know, everyone was like, ah, Vegas is a trap game. It's a trap game because, you know, the, yep. the Open Cup and everyone's getting ready for it. And they're so bad that they could be sneaky good or like, you know, one off chance. So Open Loudon is another one of those situations where uh, we get what we expect to get, which is not a very good team playing against us. And, and not looking ahead and not jinxing things, knock on wood, but I don't know when the next round is. I do know that as we start getting into June, we got like, you know, two close games against Louisville. You got Tampa in there. So it, that's not going to be the story moving forward. So take advantage of it now and get some rest and 
get the win on Wednesday. But we will have a lot of home games. So whenever it is, there's the possibility that we won't have a lot of double travel, which um, can be a big benefit. Yep, yep. Let's do some score predictions for Loudon. Uh, Kev, I'll start with you since you can never be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go... Hmm. Oh, two one pounds. Two one win. No, I don't like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. I, I'll go. I'll go one one. Oh wow. Okay. You got worse. Yeah. All right, Josh. Two zero. Do nothing win. pounds. Yeah. We're not getting okay. a shout out. Liz, clip this and then Why play it. Why are you my score predictions? It's so rude. Um, three nil hounds just because I don't want to do the same score as Josh again. <laughs> I will say, I'm going to say three, one win. Just quick. The reason why I'm saying zero is because I feel like Jamali Waite deserves that shout out. Like he's gotten so close the last couple games and especially this last game. It's just like, Oh, come on. Yeah, there was that shout out and he's, yeah. he's a great keeper. And so I'm, I'm hoping for more shutouts for him. Yeah. There was yeah, nothing really he could like do to mock Loudon and like we have a bit of a rivalry there just because they're close. So I think that like gets the players more amped up. We have, we have people going, people traveling for the game. So you'll have the home support. You'll see them, you know, down there for you. So I think that really helps. Yeah, no, for sure. I forgot guys to put these, uh, the table up on the screen because last week was the first week to do it. So here you go. Charleston are still at number one with 21 points. We are currently (coughs) tied for second. Tampa, Louisville, and Pittsburgh all sitting on 17 points. So wow. this Loudon game, you get something out of it, you got a shot of, you know, potentially holding on to second all by yourself, depending on how Louisville and Tampa shake out. And then right beneath us, you've got Birmingham, who are on a four-loss streak. They also have an Open Cup game this week. We realistically could be the last USL team left in the Open Cup after this week. We shall see. Uh, followed by Memphis, Indy, and Miami. That rounds out your playoff positions. Loudon, Tulsa, Frodford, and Detroit City bringing up the rear at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Hate to- <laughs> I was going to say, if you look at like the teams that we likely hate the most, the fact that Detroit and Hartford are tied for last. Now all we need is, is Indy to just sort of drop below that line and it'll just be, well, you know, chef's kiss, perfect season. So can all teams be in last place, but us, is that possible? <laughs> It'd be nice. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was hoping. Yeah. yeah. That is what we think. Let us know what you think. Anything else that you guys want to talk about in this one? It's an exciting week. I'm just excited. Yeah. 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 It is. It's yeah. I'm really looking forward to Wednesday. It's gonna be a lot of. I gotta find something white to wear. So um, surely you have like a, a like a, a fruit of the loom white T-shirt or something, right? I might. Mike. Over the years, my kids have just Gilded. like taken them because like they'll wear them like for whatever. And so just I literally get a white shirt, Sharpie, hound them, or like go hounds or something like that. We want the cup, and, and there you go. You're, you're peachy keen. Cool. Just go find zinc sunscreen, slather it up. <laughs> Boom. Nobody wants to see that, Liz. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. Chaos. Yes, <laughs> Will they let you into the head? I mean. Shirts come off in the seal oh, army. Yeah. Again, yeah. Jeff Gardner's covering his ears right now. Saying, yeah, Don't encourage people to come into the stands without clothes on. Um, I mean, even if they come in with clothes on, people right. take them off all the time. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good for now. 
So, all right. Hopefully we see everybody down at Highmark on Wednesday. See a big yeah, win. Kevin. It's going to be great. <laughs> Taylor and Swiss going to be there. You should come. Yeah, you should totally come. <laughs> I'm just trying to entice you. I figure that's I mean, the only thing that's getting you to Pittsburgh. There. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the field that she'd be performing well, on it's funny. from Highmark. Riley even mentioned that. She's like, I wonder if like at Highmark you could hear. I was like, probably not. <laughs> Like that, it's too far Look at, away. She's giving no, but, you a lifeline, and you are shutting it yeah, down. Yeah, you should have said, "I bet you you can. You can't yes. totally hear it the whole time." Even if you can't, the the point is, there are some of us who are talking about going to the point and sitting there to listen to the concert and like have a little moment at the fountain. You know what we should do? I was talking about a few a few episodes back. Like we should do something to try to raise money for charity. We should see how much money we can raise to the point that Kevin would feel guilty that that money is not going to charity. He has to come up for a game. <laughs> He's so, just hating this so right now. If so, he doesn't come up for charity, if he doesn't come up, all the money gets returned. <laughs> but if like he a comes up, no, on, nightmare. On no, some no, no, level, no. that just makes you a terrible person. That's <laughs> Only if you think about it logically, Kevin. Yeah. And we've established if you can live in your world, we can live in ours. That's true. <laughs> or we do something where like Kevin picks his charity of choice. And then we tell him no. <laughs> and then, and then we we send them a letter saying we were gonna give you this money, but Kevin yeah, didn't Kevin come up for a game, so we gave it to this other charity us. instead. No, I think that still makes us a dick. But yeah, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm, Can I'm we take the charity money and rent a boat and sit on the river to listen to the T Swift concert? That's no, the real you're just question. a jag off at this point. <laughs> no, this is all going downhill. This is all going downhill. There's, there's got. I, I think there's something to this. We got to figure out the right key to it. But I think there's some peer pressure here where if Kevin knew that X amount of dollars would be going to charity if he showed up, he'd show up. So he, he'd sacrifice it and make the trip. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but like, <laughs> okay, all right, good. That out. Like, I don't know. Like, you find yeah. the pressure point and you squeeze. So now we just need to <laughs> key in on it and squeeze. We're asking the wrong person. We we just gotta talk to her and have yeah, get Riley, her to sit. Why do you yeah, Riley, Riley, Riley come let up. us know yeah. what is yes. that pressure she point? She doesn't listen to this podcast. Come on, <laughs> she hasn't listened to Kevin talk enough as it is. No. <laughs> I'm gonna text Riley as soon as this is over. Absolutely. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Thank you, everybody. Um, make sure you get over to Highmark Stadium. Catch the game on Wednesday. Root for the Hounds against Loudon. Make the trip to Loudon if you can. Enter your score predictions. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. Bye, friends.